1: eve of winning ponies as we know we're closing in on uh, christmas eve so i hope everybody has a great holiday season and uh our uh, guest today the first one will be a guy that's has uh, got some special you can get them online uh before the holiday if you're if you're running low uh to get gifts for somebody and uh that is uh Michael Blowing, our good friend that operates Old Friends. And uh, Michael uh, has got a – he's always coming up with something new. He's got a special holiday offer, and it's kind of like you can get into the world of the people's horse, California Chrome. Of course, the the tailors are always coming up with with unique ideas, and he floated by Duncan. And so there's going to be memberships uh, where you'll – Join in watching the development of a uh, foal of California Chrome's first crop here uh, in in the U.S., a new one that's going to be coming up. So um, this horse will be born uh, the spring of 2018. There's different levels of membership. I'm not going to get into it. That's Michael's job tonight as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Then uh, coming up uh, on, uh, on the weekend card, It looks like uh, there's going to be some good uh, race action in the New York area, so I brought in my friend Eric Wing to help us. Of course, he's the communications director for horsetourneys.com. Now, over the holidays, uh, you might be... Looking for a little fun? A way to get away from the family? <laughs> How to get some uh, some uh, uh, action at the track? Well, uh, there are several contests going away, and Horse Tourneys is considered the leading contest site for the industry. Uh, so Eric's going to tell us about some of the tournaments. I know this weekend alone, uh, players can win seats uh, to top tournaments such as the National Handicapping Championship. Then there's the new Pegasus World Cup Challenge, Horse Player World Series, Surfside, Hawthorne, and more. So, um, you know, entry fees start from, from $5 in some of these contests. But once again, I will let Eric Wing tell us about that. Well, uh, let's take a look at uh, some of the action uh, we had on winningponies.com uh, this week. I hope you pull down your easy win forms. And uh, some, some recent ones, uh, had a good week at Laurel, uh, the 17th and 18th. On the 17th, a $1 Super 5 Key paid $2,327. And the following day, a $1 Super, if you boxed it, $2,341. Down at Gulfstream, where uh, we will take a look at the Mr. Prospector uh, tonight, uh, we had a $1 super five key that paid 2,754, go on up to winningponies.com. They got testimonials and also you can, you can see all the, the recent hits that we've had just in the last week and, uh, the rate right up there for you to check out. So, uh, go to the winning ponies website. Well, let's take a look at, uh, some of the action on the, uh, national race scene, uh, Starting off with a little sad news, and that's uh, Leroy Jolly passed away. Uh, Leroy Jolly was 80 years old. Don't forget, he won two Kentucky Derbies and three horses that he trained are in uh, the Hall of Fame. Uh, He died in uh, Albany, New York. I did not know that he lived up there. So he was originally from Hot Springs, Arkansas. Uh, He was the son of fame trainer Moody Jolly. He died in 76. And they owned the champion Rydan, winner of the 62 Florida Derby and Bluegrass Stakes, who was trained by Leroy uh, Jolly. He won his first derby with John Greer's Foolish Pleasure in 75, who had been last the year before. He was the champion two-year-old. And then he came back the next year with two to five favorite Honest Pleasure, who lost the derby by a length to none other than bold Forbes. Uh, Leroy Jolly won his second derby in 1980 with the flashy Philly Genuine Risk, only the second filly to win the run for the Roses at the time. Uh, He sent out some other top horses in the Derby. uh, Cure the Blues. I love that horse. I actually visited that horse in Ireland when he was standing stud over there. Uh, Mogamba and Gulch, uh, but uh, did not get bring home the roses on that day. He he trained a really great grass horse by the name of uh, uh, Manila. So Manila, Foolish Pleasure, and Genuine Risk are all in the Hall of Fame because of the training of Leroy Jolly. So uh, sad to see him go, but 80 years old, he lived a good life. Well, we mentioned California Chrome and the way you can get involved uh, potentially with one of his foals next year uh, in, in a membership program. Well, what you got to realize is he just came back uh, from his first of three seasons that uh, they promised that he's going to run in uh, or that he's going to cover down in Chile. So uh, the multiple horse of the year uh, got back to uh, TaylorMade. It was uh, just about uh, six days ago and they're saying that he's going to be a big lift for the breeding industry in in Chile, according to the people at Taylor May. They had big open houses, and they got some of the top, Mares uh, from the southern hemisphere down to him, so it's going to be very interesting. Some people question his pedigree, but I read an in-depth uh, review going back several generations, and let me tell you, you don't have to go too far to see some really good horses in his uh, pedigree. So uh, you know, he was bred to very high-profile mares down in Chile, and we'll see if what kind of effect he has on on the breed down there. Now uh, up here, he, he is expected to cover a hundred. 45 mares, uh, his first U.S. book, and his uh, stud fee is $40,000. Well, Uh, We talk every year about the Vox Populi winner, and uh, the winner this year was Ben's Cat. Now, this is voted on by you, the people. He was the four-time Maryland Horse of the Year, and so he got the Secretariat Vox Populi Award, which is a voice of the people, uh, with record-breaking voter participation. Of course, uh, we mentioned uh, back when she passed away that the award was created by Secretariat's late owner, Penny Shenery. And uh, this award recognizes the horses whose popularity and racing excellence uh, best resounded with the American public and gained recognition for thoroughbred racing. Of course, uh, very touching. Uh, He was uh, owner-trained by Hall of Fame trainer King Leatherberry and uh, was just an amazing horse uh, down in the the Maryland uh, area. People absolutely loved him. And uh, he has been uh, buried there at the track. Leatherberry is now 85 four years old and he's almost won six thousand five hundred races. It was a, a very touching tribute. So Ben's cat still has the popularity. Now you got a million bucks you can get into the Pegasus World Cup. It looks like right now, nine interest have filled the 12 spots in the Pegasus World Cup uh last Friday was the evening deadline for the transaction so well, the track will probably shop around the other ones for a $1 million dollars and I'm sure there'll be some horses that'll jump up uh that uh, will try to decide that they they want to take on Gunrunner and uh Good luck to them because Gunrunner really looks like he's going awful good right now. Uh, but we'll, we'll find out. You know, these—if you're paying a million bucks to get in the race, you know, it's—you're uh, not going in there with an also ran, although. If you run second, third, or fourth in that race, you bring home a chunk of money. So nine of the 12 have been filled. Uh, Let's look at uh, some uh, jockey news. Uh, The Gulfstream Stakes last week gave Irad Ortiz... Jockey of the Week honors. Of course, this time of year gets a little thin in the graded stakes division, but with a pair of graded stakes victories and a quiet thoroughbred afternoon weekend, Ortiz was also the leading money earner for the week and the second most number of wins on his mounts, uh, split between Gulfstream and Aqueduct. On uh, Saturday, uh, I read. Uh, shipped to Gulfstream, competed in four graded races, one, two, and placed second in the other. In addition to his stakes wins, he topped the standings among North American jockeys with total earnings of $411,945. And uh, he was the second leading North American jockey by number of wins with nine last week. What a talent. He's going to be around for a long time. Well, you got to like Jackie Louis Seas, if you're betting Gulfstream Park, because just the other day he brought home six. Winners. He's only 25 years old. Unbelievable. Six wins at Gulfstream Park. Louis Saez shot himself to the top of the jockey titles. And again, another young, talented rider, only 25. And uh, so right now he t- sits atop the standings with 23 victories, nine more than Tyler Gafflione, who's quite a talented young rider hi- himself. So uh, congratulations. The record for most wins on a program down there is shared by by, uh, Jerry Bailey and Tyler Gaff Leone. So, uh, say as one short of the record, but still nothing wrong with six wins. All right, uh, hats off to a jockey, uh, Kendrick Karamuch. He celebrated his 30,000th career win. Uh, of course, he's won four consecutive riding titles at Parks p- Racing from 2008 to 2011, and he's another one of those riders that came out of Cajun country, Vinton, Louisiana. So, uh, he has established himself as one of the top riders in New York right now. Well, um, let's take a look at some of the race action uh, we had uh, last week. Again, I wanted to thank my friend Les Instone for being on with us. Les down in Florida, so we picked some Florida races. He actually was at Tampa Bay he doesn't live too far from there and again it was a big Florida sire series down there and the uh, city of Ocala Florida sire stakes went to surprise wedding what happened was the two two of the favorites stormy embrace and favored Archangel angel Caitlin who I didn't think could get beat because if he threw out its graded stakes races this Philly was sitting on a win anyhow those two beat each other up on the front meanwhile Uh, Jesus Rios aboard Surprise Wedding went from 4th to 3rd to 2nd to 1st and got the job done in the city of Ocala, Florida, Sire Stakes. Uh, Then in the very next race, it was the Marion County, Florida, Sire Stakes. This one where the boys went to post. And the winner was Mo Cash. Mo Cash got the job done by three-quarters of a length over... Three Rules, a horse that I kind of liked. I just questioned the layoff. Uh, Went off the favorite Three Rules. Definitely had more class than most in the field, but had not been out since July 1st. I thought that was the question, and obviously got a tad tired. The third spot was Zipping. Uh, Then we uh, went further south in the state of Florida. The My Charmer was at Gulfstream Park, a grade three, $100,000 race. And the winner in there, no surprise here, but although it was a three-horse photo at the wire, but it was the odds-on favorite on leave. Look who was in the saddle. Irad Ortiz. Got up by a neck. What we liked about this horse was the edge in class and certainly showed it in that final furlong. Also in the photo with him was Gianna's Dream. That was Les's upset pick. And in the third spot was stormy Victoria a horse that loves the turf down there and the uh, final race that uh, handicapped with uh, Les Instone last week was the Harlan's Holiday grade three and the winner in there lucky number seven fear the cowboy that Les likes certainly a horse for course Street Park now six starts four wins a second and a third now the connections of Fear the Cowboy because they felt that he uh, finished very, very strong uh, over Mr. Jordan and um, Richard the Great, that uh, they are considering taking one of those spots in the Pegasus. So keep an eye out for a five-year-old horse by the name of Fear the Cowboy, a winner at a mile and a 16th, In the Harlan's Holiday. So that was a look at uh, some of the action that that we handicapped. Uh, There was other uh, action at the track. Let me uh, get down to it. Gravitos. The Springboard Mile, this had derby points. Gray Vitos got the job done in the $400,000 Remington Springboard Mile. Uh, That was run last Sunday. I think it was the second biggest day ever for Remington Park in Handel. He's a son of Malibu Moon, who's been very, very hot in in, uh, recent years. So uh, he gets derby points. Gray Vitos, a son of Malibu Moon, got the job done, and uh, who uh, came into town to ride? None other than Victor Espinoza, already lining up another strong derby mount. It'll be interesting to see who he lands on that first Saturday in May. So uh, that was probably one of the bigger races that we didn't handicap this week, again, having uh, derby points. So anyhow, let's take a little bit of a break here, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Eric Wing, uh, the Communications Director for Horse Tourneys, and he says if you're looking for something to do over the holiday period, you can find a tournament as easy as that. So Eric Wing will let us know that. Thanks for listening. I'm John Engelhart, and you are listening to Winning Ponies.
0: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Our person in the business of racing, horse tourneys, was lucky enough to get a hold of him, and that is Eric Wing. Eric, how are you? I'm great. How are you tonight, John? Feeling good, feeling good. Um, I was uh, looking forward to getting you on because I was thinking, you know, this time of year, a lot of people are looking around the room, and they're tired of hanging out with uh, Uncle Luigi, and, uh, you know, it's kind (laughs) of like... how can I sneak off and have some fun on my computer? And uh, I guess the, a good way to go would be uh, through horseturneys.com.
2: Yeah, um, exactly. Because when you're, when you're following the races at work, you know, you're trying to not make it look like you're goofing off. But when you're home goofing off, and you want to follow the races at home, you can tell everybody else it's work, so you can maybe have half a chance of pulling that off. But we've got a a whole slew of contests this weekend coming up, John. Um, As you can imagine, with the NHC coming up February 9th through 11th at Treasure Island, um, the the, uh, interest in trying to qualify before then is hot and heavy, so we'll be giving away at least five seats this weekend. We've got a thirty thousand dollar game Saturday, a twenty thousand dollar game Friday for people who prefer the the cold hard cash. Um, Gosh, we've got qualifier to the big Pegasus tournament coming up in January at Gulfstream, Surfside, Hawthorne, um, Horseplayer World Series, and and we we've even got a free contest. As a matter of fact, if somebody wants to, it doesn't cost anything to sign up. We have a free game Saturday for people whose accounts are 30 days old or, or fewer. And um, no matter what your budget, you can have fun and um, get away from Uncle Luigi for a few minutes.
1: <laughs> well, now, now, Eric, you, you just hit me with a whole lot of information. Uh, do you have a timeline on which one takes place how? And, uh, you know, l- l- let's just say I've never been on HorseTurnies.com before. Um how do I log on? How do I deposit my money to get in? Kind of walk me through the process, if you would.
2: It's simple. You've already set the address, John. It's com. And one thing we're very proud of is our very um, intuitive, user-friendly website. And everything, for the most part, everything you need to know is going to be staring you in the face on the homepage in, insofar as what our schedule is Um what types of tournaments are being offered. You'll see a lot there because we run a whole host of single-track tournaments as well as multi-track tournaments for big money and big prizes. But you could play for as little as 5 bucks. You could play for bigger stakes. Um, You can click on little buttons that will sort of filter out if you... You know, if you just want to play for cash, you can see what's there. Or if you just want to try to qualify for, let's say, the NHC or the Horse Player World Series, you can do that. To uh, get an account, it couldn't be simpler. You just go on and and um, to sign up. You, you open an account, just basically give your information, uh, your email address and so forth. You don't have to... Um, you don't have to uh, make a deposit right up front if you don't want to. If you if you wish, you can play a free game to dip your toe in the water and get a feel for things. Um, or you can deposit anywhere from $5 on up and and uh, jump in. It's, it's a lot of fun. We have games, we call them pick and praise, where you put all your picks in in advance and then pray that your horses come in. Um, <laughs> very similar to what you and I do on this show, I might add. And then... Um, and, and then, or you can, uh, play live format games where it goes race by race. You know, uh, you can see the odds, you can look at the post parades before you have to enter your pick. So, it, there's really something not only for every budget, but for every playing style.
1: Well, now, on that last one where you say, you know, you can look at the odds and, and you can watch the post-parade, are you saying you would do that on a, another account that you would do, or you could actually do that on whatever contest it is you're in in the horse tourneys?
2: Um, well, we specify uh, ahead of time whether a tournament is pick-and-pray or live format. And pick-and-pray, it's, it's you know, you put all your picks in and ahead of the first race of the contest, let's say a contest, for argument's sake, is 10 or 12 races. In a pick-and-pray, you put all your picks in before post-time of the first race. If it's a live-format tournament, you, you can just... If you want, you can put your picks in all uh, ahead of time, but you sure don't have to. You can just... Um, you know, some players like to see halfway through a contest, oh, shoot, I'm $30 behind. I'm going to need to play... You know, I can't be playing chalk anymore. i got to maybe take a bigger swing at a longer price so it 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 allows for more strategy um and scoreboard watching if you do the live format having said that uh you know pick and pray is probably if you are our most popular format so we we like to include a lot of
1: those sounds like fun because you can actually make you make your picks go down have a ham dinner, and then come back and see how your dinner doing. (laughs)
2: Yeah, uh, especially in those pick and praise. And, and, you know, uh, there's no racing on uh, on Christmas Day, but we will even have some tournaments to play on Christmas Eve, uh, largely because Gulfstream is running. So, um, you know, a lot of us are busy on Christmas Eve, but we're not necessarily busy all day, so we can... Um, you know, same as Gulfstream's windows will be open, so ours on Sunday. But the bulk of our uh, big-money, high-prize high, high prize action is, is really Friday and Saturday, this, this weekend anyway.
1: Okay. Well, listen... Uh Eric, uh, one of the reasons I got you on here is not just to find out uh, where I can find diversions over the holidays, but to do a little handicapping. Uh, let's go down to the warmth of Gulfstream Park for the first race. Then we'll take a little bit of a break, and we'll come back to track a little bit closer to you, and that would be Aqueduct. Uh, the uh, grade three Mr. Prospector um it's the 63rd running. It's a six furlong dash, which makes sense because he was such a crack sprinter, and uh, it brings a an interesting storyline here. And that storyline is the obvious one: is X Y Jet, uh, a horse. Considered uh, one of the top sprinters in, in North America. Uh, good enough that uh, they decided to take it over to the uh, Dubai Golden Shaneen last year at Maidan. And just missed by a neck. I remember that race. He was very impressive because it was almost four lengths uh, back uh, to uh, the third place finisher. And, uh, you know, to see the, this, this Florida bred perform like that. But came back. And, you know, had a bit of a Dubai bounce, didn't appear again till the Vossburg where showed speed and got tired, and then came back in the DeFrancis dash, showed speed, got tired, and they find out that XY Jet had a knee injury. Uh, according to Jorge Navarro, 13 uh, month layoff, he's been training great, and he's just saying if they think they're going to beat him, they better bring their A game. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out who the horse, uh, if he. If he doesn't bring his A game, who the horse is that might upset him, I know uh, first growth attracted a little bit of attention to me. Um, Likes Gulfstream is, uh, is three for four in his last starts. Uh, But he's led a kind of an interesting path. This horse was a a claimer from Mahoning Valley, $5,000, and uh, now he's he's winning $110,000 stakes races. Uh, Pretty sharp claim there by uh, Odin Londano Jr., who I believe used to uh, be in the Cleveland area.
2: Yeah, he he's won eight out of his last nine as a matter of fact, John, and and including the, winning the Claiming Crown Express last out on opening day at Gulfstream. This horse is is legit and showed he can take his, his game on the road or away from Ohio and West Virginia as evidenced by the win in the claiming crown which was at Gulfstream. The the rail post slot could be a problem. Um you summed up the uh, the flavor of the race with XY Jet very nicely. And by the way, may I say, John, uh, great race selections, uh, race picks by you. All three of these will be in our featured tournaments at Horse Tourneys on Saturday. These are really that? good races, and I think none of uh, n- n- no race is better than this one in terms of being an interesting handicapping challenge and puzzle. The big question: What do you do with XY Jet? certainly from a contest perspective and basically from a betting perspective too I can't play this horse Um, first of all the horse coming off a a year plus layoff and and, you know most recent starts are not the triple digit buyers we saw at at Gulfstream in early 2016 and in Dubai you know they're 92-89 and I have a hard time feeling that even if the horse is 100%, that Jorge Navarro is, uh, you know, uh, circled the, uh, the Mr. Prospector handicap on, on his schedule. This to me seems more of a comeback race and maybe adding a little more fuel to that fire that I'm trying to create is the fact that he entered another horse in the race, Fire Mission, who, you know, if XY Jet were 100%, Fire Mission couldn't, you know, shine this guy's shoes, <laughs> it, you know, couldn't warm him up and yet, you know, Navarro sees fit to enter fire mission as well, which makes me a little leery of X, Y, Jet. The horse I'm interested in, he's 12 to 1 in the morning line. I, I think you could make a case for and against most of these, but to me, Fast Fryer in the nine hole is as good as anybody in this race, and um, uh, he runs really well off the bench, which is the case this week, and his races, his most recent races are not bad at all. In fact, uh, two back, he was in against Imperial Hand, who ran well in the Breeders' Cup Sprint, and Life in Shambles, who we'll probably talk about in a couple of minutes at Aqueduct. So, I think this horse is legit, and it's he's kind of an easy one to overlook. To me, he's as good as anybody in a race where I'm a little a little skeptical on X, Y, Jet.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's talented as he is, it leaves a question mark. And then, and this is a race that I think a lot of a lot of bettors are going to go. You know, if there's a play play against because the horse will probably be the favorite. This would be the race to do it. But the 12-to-1 Fast Fryer. the one thing I like about Fast Friars is consistency is from a speed angle. I mean, uh, yeah. he's reeled off 90-plus yep. buyers in his last three races, two of those stakes races.
2: Yeah, and he's he's shown an affinity in the past for the Gulfstream Strip, even though his uh, connections are based in New Jersey. Uh, likes six furlongs, likes Gulfstream Likes running fresh, which is the case uh, today. Gets a good jockey in Nick Juarez. Um, having said that, he could run fifth if a few of these others fire. But it's like I said, John, I think it's just one of those races where um, a lot there are a lot of possible outcomes. But I, I, for me, Fast Fryer is the best gamble in here.
1: All right. Well, we're talking to one of the best gamblers I know. I was with him one day when he picked a winner in a stakes race at 42 to 1 the horse was when he picked him. Of course, Eric made the mistake of doing that on live television, and immediately the horse's <laughs> odds uh, plummeted, shall I say, but it still won the race at a pretty good price. So uh, we're with Eric Wing, uh, the communications director for Horse Tourneys. Matt Widener, my producer, is telling me, hey, man, we got to pay some bills. Let's take a break here. So I will. We're with Eric Wing. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. <laughs>
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track?
1: And with me again is the communications director for horsetourneys.com, Eric Wing. Eric, I want to ask you, what was your earliest days of going to the races?
2: Uh, first day I ever went was, uh, well, first uh, the bet was at OTB on a Steve Cawthon horse, because I was a big fan of his. Oh, yeah. Um, first, uh, first day at any racetrack was uh, uh, July of 1976 at yonkers which was close to where i grew up first thoroughbred at aqueduct at um a little while thereafter in march of 77 wow man, i, I like remember f- those dates fondly almost as well as i remember my uh, anniversary and birthday
1: i was gonna say man that that's like that's like the f- remembering the first girl you ever kissed you got it down man
2: that came <laughs> that came well later than that but that, that's another story <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I know a lot of horse players that don't, don't get around to kissing any of them because they're, they're too <laughs> damn busy playing the horses, you know. <laughs> I'll never forget, I'll just share this quick story with you. You know, we, we, being a publicity guy at the track for us so many years, I have uh, had the honor, shall I say, of spreading the ashes of many people or families would come and they'd say, you know, my father loved this track uh, and he wants his ashes spread here and we, we'd accommodate mm-hmm. him. Well, before the first race. Well, one day I get a call from the switchboard operator, Becky. She's like, hey, John, come on down here. I got something for you. So I, I go down there and I said, yeah, what's uh, what do you got for me? She goes, this box. I said, uh, what is it? She goes, Sam McGillicuddy. I go, it's Sam McGillicuddy? He said, yeah, Mrs. McGillicuddy was just in here, slammed at my desk and says, this idiot spent more time at this track than he did at my house. You might as well spread his ashes here. <laughs> wow and stormed the, off the,
2: the bitter words of a of a
1: <laughs> a horse <laughs> player's widow <laughs> but uh, i digress you know what what, what can i say but uh, this game brings you a lot of highs and a lot of lows but what it brings you is the chance to meet some wonderful people i consider you one also some great characters some super nicknames and and, and lifelong friends uh, that you make that that never change and oh, there's gosh, something yeah. about this you know this fraternity that we're in uh that's uh it, it, we never compete against each other we not be, might not be betting the same horse but mm-hmm. it's great to share the information and and the knowledge that you might have on a certain race a certain horse a certain trainer you know and kind of get with the boys and, and pass it on i guess basically that's kind of what we do here on, on winning ponies is I, I try to get people i'm comfortable with that i know are good handicappers and introduce them to our audience and uh and do some handicapping. So uh, the Gravesend is the seventh race at Aqueduct. It's a six furlong sprint, hundred thousand on the line. I mean, basically, if you're going to bet this race, I think what you need to do is go back and um, watch the Fall Highweight because uh, I think the major players in here are all coming out of the Fall Highweight.
2: Yeah, the three uh, the three horses are Life in Shambles, Great Stuff, and Three Five India, who do all come out of that race. I'm having trouble separating those three, and when faced with these situations, John, I'm always looking for somebody else, figuring it's, it's almost easier to try to find somebody better than those three than try to decide which of the three is going to be best today. For me, uh-huh. I landed on Chief Lion, who looks weaker on the buyer figures but he's the main speed of the race as long as he can put away the not-what-he-used-to-be green grotto. Uh, Chief Lion under Martin Garcia, won the big stake on uh, Thanksgiving Eve at Penn National. I think the buyer's a little phony. I mean, he got an 83 for running 109. What was he supposed to run, a 107, 106? (laughs) A world Um, record? I like situations like that when the final time is fast, but the buyer looks slow. Sometimes, to me, that means a misleading buyer. So, I'm going to hope Chief Lyon can wire the field and, and let those other three fight it out for second, third, and
1: fourth. You know, you you, you brought up the name of Green Grotto. There's a really nice uh, video going around the Internet right now of uh, Gaston Grant. Uh, yes. He he got Green Grotto for free and has now made $1.1 million with it. And I'm not sure when this uh, uh, video was made. It's, it's very touching, uh, but... Um, it was Kendrick Karamuch who won the grade three toboggan at Aqueduct uh, for uh, Gaston. And it was kind of neat. And, it, and, you know, he says, hey, I, you'll have to get a better historian than me. He says, but I got a feeling this is the first time that a graded stakes was won by a black jockey and a black trainer.
2: Uh, the the video, which was terrific, was done uh, early this, this year. And their point was, can't believe... Uh, a black trainer and a black jockey won a stake on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which was the day of the toboggan.
1: There you go. See, I love, that's why I have you on. You're able to fill in all the <laughs> blanks I forget. That's fantastic. But if, if anybody can, you can probably get, get it on, uh, you know, uh, YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you if you get, it's really, it's, it's, it's a touching story. It really is. But uh, not bad. You talk about looking a gift horse in the mouth. 1133000 Well, Matt Wyden, my producer, is saying, John, you and Eric got about two and a half minutes to knock out the Queens County uh, horse that was uh, a race that was won by an Ohio-owned horse last week. Looch Racing Stable. Uh, Ron Paolucci's a story in, in himself. I, the the, the, the head scratcher I got here, Eric, is you don't see Todd Pletcher claim too many horses. And he goes back and claims this Alex the Terror for 62 500 um runs it once back uh, no and then it comes right back and wins by four links and an optional claiming at what appears at least on the pps i've got to be his best buyer ever a 98 buyer i guess the question is going a mile and an eighth can this horse stretch out the distance he seems to be the storyline in here i don't know if he's the pick
2: uh great great setup john yes and and i'll I'll, I'll tell you further that uh, his speed figure on the brisnet sheets, like you, th- you talk about a 98 buyer and you say, oh, that looks pretty good in this race. His speed figure on the brisnet figures are, is way higher than the rest of the field. and So the brisnet gives him credit for uh, a better performance numerically than the buyer sheets even do. The question, as you said, is the distance. He hasn't been this long, and shoot, he hasn't even been two turns. So that's the question. I'm very interested in the horse on the rail, Discreet Lover, who uh, also won a Penn National last time. The horse that ran third behind him, Fear the Cowboy, came back to win the Grade 3 Harlan's yeah. Holiday at Gulfstream.
1: Yeah, might go in the Pegasus.
2: And um, I will just tell the listeners, though, they are planning... Uh, you, you can probably count on a wet track at Aqueduct on Saturday with rain okay. in the forecast, so factor that into your handicapping for Saturday. Um, your horse, uh, Alex the Terror, may appreciate moisture in the track more than my horse, Discreet Lover.
1: Absolutely. All right, Eric Wing, I'll tell you what, I've got a, I've got a minute left, so uh, uh, take advantage of us and t- tell us again over the next couple of days uh, where we can go uh, if we sign on at horsetourneys.com. A lot of the things there don't cost us anything, but just highlight some of the tourneys that are going to be happening over the holidays.
2: Yeah, you go to the horseturnies.com. There's a little button on the upper right that says sign up, and it'll just ask you for your email and, and address and so forth. And we even have a promotion where if you deposit $25 and play it, you get it for $25 for free, which is a nice little come on. But we even have contests for free. But if you want to make a deposit and play for bigger prizes, you know, we have everything from a $5 survivor game to uh, $20,000 and $30,000 games this weekend. That's the prize, not the entry fee. Plus, you can uh, play a tournament and win your way into such other big brick-and-mortar tournaments as the Pegasus, the NHC, the Horse Player World Series, Surfside tournaments at the end of the year, the Hawthorne Holiday Extravaganza. Um, really, you can play at whatever... Uh, price level and in whatever format suits your game and suits your budget. Um, there's something there for everybody. It's a lot of fun. It's 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 very user-friendly to use the site. I think everybody will enjoy it.
1: All right, Eric Wing, thanks so much for joining us here on Winning Ponies. I wish you the best, and shall I say happy holidays, merry Christmas, uh, uh, have a killer Kwanzaa, whatever it is you celebrate, have at it.
2: Yeah, uh, and, and all the, all the same and, and more, and then some to you and yours, John.
1: All right, that was Eric Wing. Going to take a quick break. When we come back, one of my f- another favorite guys in the game, it's Michael Blowing, and he's always coming up with something new, and he's got an interesting thing for you cromies out there. You're listening to Winning Ponies.
0: stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast all the time the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com and they're off what can't make it to the track The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. Voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Englehart.
1: All right, and with me, another one of my favorite guys in racing. So happy to have him here around the holiday season. He's got some things for you. And it's the, uh, the founder, uh, director, operator, a lover of horses, uh, the man that has the Living Horse Museum in Georgetown, Kentucky. If you've never been there, it is beautiful. Michael Blowing from Old Friends. How are you doing, my old friend?
3: I'm good, John. Happy holidays. It's always wonderful to speak with you.
1: Well, um, I, I I told you earlier that, uh, you know, I did have Rick Capone on a couple of weeks ago uh, to talk about the the new book that's out, Celebrating Old Friends, and it's kind of some new stories uh, from the retirement farm because uh, y- your farm is just ever-involving. And R- Rick, obviously, a very talented photographer because he even makes you look good. It's unbelievable,
3: isn't it? That's why we <laughs> keep him around. He's, doing a, he's done a wonderful job, and, you know, these horses bring out the best in everybody, I think.
1: They do well. Uh, I know that uh, you and, and and your wife uh, Diane White. Uh, you you did. You've got two Eclipse Awards. I think you've got the one that Bill Mooney gave you after his uh, Eclipse Award-winning story on Precisionist. And didn't you win a standalone Eclipse Award uh, for it uh, back in 2014?
3: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we've been very fortunate. People have been very uh, very nice to us and and very generous and very helpful so we're we're really grateful
1: well listen I want to do a year in review with you, but I want to do that in the second segment, because um, you guys are great at sending out uh, notifications to people that uh, that sign on with you, not to the point where every morning when you wake up, there's one, but when you're always coming up with, with, with new and creative ideas to help bring attention to the horse industry, and hopefully a little bit of help uh, with uh, all the needs that you have out for all the horses you have at Old Friends, and so I, I pull this down, it says, need a last-minute gift idea, and that's why I'm Avignon, because some people do, they can actually get this by just logging on with you, a membership to the People's Horse. Tell me about the genesis of this and what it really means.
3: Well, it's very interesting. These guys that have the People's Horse. A, a fellow uh, that, that started it all uh, loved an old magazine from the 40s called True Adventure, in which it was a magazine where people would, would write in stories about uh, about their own true adventures. And he decided that, you know, given the time and the technology and everything, instead of writing about true adventures, he would create true adventures and invite people to join them. And so the, one of the first ones they've done is, is this organi- this group called the uh, People's Horse. And w- he was trying to get... Figure out a way to get people involved in horse racing that maybe never had been involved before, or maybe wanted to get involved but didn't have, you know, couldn't spend the thousands of dollars to buy a horse, and and he put together this group, and it's it's fascinating. And what they what they've done is they've decided everybody chips in, and they've decided they've got a mare, and they they've sent this mare to to be bred to California Chrome, and they're just going to follow their horse from from birth all the way through the horse's entire career. And uh, there's there's hundreds of them in the group. Uh, I now, met them uh, last at the, at the Keeneland meet. We went and uh, my friend John Bradley and I did a handicapping seminar in the Keeneland kitchen. I met them all and they were very, very enthusiastic. And, and some have been involved in racing and, and others hadn't, but just loved the horses and loved the game. And it was just a, a really, really neat group, and I, I thought it was a great idea. And Duncan Taylor over at Taylor Maid's really gone for it in a big way, and and they're gonna have a they're gonna have a baby with California Chrome, everything being equal.
1: Now, so now, if if I sign on, is it kind of like joining a racing club where I, I become an insider and I get to watch this horse uh, uh, develop, or I uh, am invited out to where the horses fold to actually see him? What's involved in a membership in the People's Horse?
3: Yes, you you described it exactly right. Um, you're invited to, you know, watch the baby. You're invited to to visit California Chrome. Invited to go over to uh, Taylor Made at designated times to see the all their horses, but in particular California Chrome and, and the baby. I just think it's a really unique idea, and these people are really dedicated to improving uh, the sport and getting new people involved in it. So,
1: okay, I think well, it's a really I,
3: wonderful idea.
1: For for Christmas, I want to give a friend a membership. What do I need to do?
3: Well, you can go on our website, and there's a uh, there's a link. To the people's horse and that explains you know what you can do to to buy a share in this uh, in this baby and get involved with uh, people's horse and and also on our website you know we we sell shares in all our retirees for a hundred dollars a piece so people can own a share in silver charm or war emblem and you know get a derby winner for Christmas so there's a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities to help the horses and uh, help old friends grow and and have a really
1: good time for the holidays. Now, now, when you when when you say share, will I get some kind of uh, certificate that says I am part of the Silver Charm Syndicate or whatever?
3: Yes, you get an eight by ten glossy, and you get a certificate that says uh, you own a share in the in in Silver Charm. In fact, I go to the sale sometimes, and I tell people they're all put out there spending thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to. Buy a horse that might win the Kentucky Derby, and I said, "I can sell you a share in a Derby winner. He's already won it. I can get it, you can get it for a hundred bucks." So.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love. It. Well, I'm up on. I'm up on your site now, and it's it's really exciting. Just it moves. It's got a lot of great photography. As uh, it, it's, it, it's well stated, I don't know who came up with this, but it's it's horse racing's living history museum. Uh, you know, in just a couple of minutes, uh, can you kind of rewind the year of 2017 for us, the highs and the lows? Wow. Well,
3: the low, let's start with the low, and we'll get that done with. The low, for For 12 years, I worked with the Japanese uh, Breeders Association and with uh, with various horse farms over there to bring charismatic home. And uh, we worked very hard on that, and we, we finally got it, and got them home, and It was so exciting. He got here on a Saturday night around 6 o'clock, and the next morning, you know, Wayne Lucas and his wife would come to see him, and and of all the horses we brought home from Japan, I think he was the eighth. Um, He looked the best. He was so spectacular, and I was so excited, and unfortunately, um, he was only here for a very brief period of time, and he he died of a, a fractured pelvis, so. That was the, well, that was the down part. Uh, the, the upside part is you still got is, two
1: derby winners there,
3: right? So we had for a while we had three derby winners. That's correct, yeah. In fact, three horses had almost won the triple crown. So Silver Charm almost won the triple crown.
1: One of you know, they all won the derby and the freaks. And, and, and what a lot uh, of people don't know is that in the Belmont. What, what a lot of people don't know is you have their nemesis on the grounds also.
3: <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. So we have Silver Charm, who won the Derby in the Preakness in 97, of course, and was beaten by Touch Gold in the Belmont, and Touch Gold is in the adjoining paddock. You know, I don't know what they talk about at night, but I'm sure they have a lot to say about their careers. He probably and, flips them uh, the hoof. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and, then, and then we have, of course, we have uh, War Emblem, and War Emblem won the Derby in the Preakness in 2002. And was defeated by the longest shot in the history of the Belmont Stakes, Sarava. Right, I believe paid one hundred forty-two fifty for two dollars when he won the when he beat him in the Belmont. So yeah, and we have Sarava here too, just down the hill from uh, from War Emblem.
1: Yeah, my buddy Kenny McPeak trained him. As a matter of fact, uh, Patricia Cooksey galloped him before that race, you know, and she said, hey, this horse is going pretty strong. I don't think he's got a shot, but he's, he's feeling awful good in the morning. I think she was getting ready for a return at one of those uh, exhibition races. Well, uh, something that I see flashing on the screen before me, too, is uh, something I like, and that is Maker's Mark. Um, <laughs> what, what's yeah. up with the Cigar Maker's Mark bottle?
3: Well... You know, Maker's Mark's done some amazing things for old Horses, and for us in particular, along with the Breeders' Cup. And a uh, year before last, we had a a bottle dedicated to Zenyatta that was signed by Jerry Moss and, and uh, Mike Smith and John Sherris. And this year was a Zenyatta bottle that Maker's Mark did that's signed by Jerry Bailey and uh, Bill Mott. And each bo- the bottles are expensive. They cost $400 a piece. But the great thing about it for us is that all the money goes to us. It's not a portion of it. You know, Maker's Mark manufactures these bottles and at considerable expense and donates them to us. Uh, the Breeders' Cup promotes it and helps us immeasurably. Um, we have a, one of our people at work for us named Barbara Fossum who has spearheaded all of this. And they make 300 of these bottles, and all the money goes to us. Not a portion of proceeds, but the entire thing. So we're very, very grateful. And the bottles are beautiful. And uh, unfortunately, most people collect the bottles, and they don't drink the bourbon. The bourbon's fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, if anybody's got a problem drinking it, have them give me a call, and uh, I'll be happy if the bottle's a little heavy to lighten their load. Especially for the
3: holidays.
1: Yeah. And, well, Michael, uh, my producer's telling me we're closing in on the, uh, the, t- the top of the show. And so um, I, I just want to know I, I know, I know that you have a gift shop. Are there other things if somebody wants to do some online shopping where they can go uh, to all con- Old Friends? Yeah,
3: we have all kinds of things. They can even call the gift shop if they like, uh, which is the office number, which is uh, uh, 502-863-1775 but we have Rick Capone's book available. We have some wonderful photographs that Barbara Livingston has signed for us of a lot of our horses and other horses, including American Pharaoh. A lot of really interesting collectible and unique items that people have donated to us over the, over the course of the year. So it's, it's a lot of fun, and it is a unique, a unique place to, to buy a gift for somebody who's a horse racing fan that wants something that's a little unusual.
1: All right. Well, Michael blowing. my uh, uh, producer's telling me I've got a, a giddy up and go. Uh, I wish you and Diane... An- uh, a marvelous uh, uh holiday season uh, great christmas uh, killer kwanzaa whatever the heck you celebrate down there in georgetown but uh i just uh I, one, one of the greatest gifts i have is the gifts of friendship and uh, i consider you uh, one and uh, and i thank you for all the hard work you do for the sport of thoroughbred racing
3: well thank you john and this feeling is quite mutual you're the best we really appreciate all you've done for us and in, in specifically and in, in horse racing in general, you're the best.
1: All right. Well, happy holidays. That was Michael Blowing. If you're looking for something to do, horsetourneys.com. and be. After you go there and figure out which contest you want to go in, go to winningponies.com and pull down your easy win forms. It might help you to nail one of those big contests. So for everyone at Winning Ponies, my producer Matt Widener, all the people that uh, support the show, I'm John Englehart, and I want to wish you a happy holiday season and hope you have a great time. Remember, whether you're at home betting it at an OTB or at a racetrack, when you go to the races, bet with your head. Not over it. Happy holidays, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network.